Amen. Yeah, Jesus, we just give you all the glory and all the honor. We say, Lord, there is none like you. Would you come and open our eyes to your wonder? Show us who you are. It's about you, Lord. It's about you, Jesus. Let us be those who build our lives upon you, upon your love. Worship your name. Worship your name. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Um, my name's Barry. Um, one of the, serve one, as one of the elders um, here at uh, Josh Jane. Um, but first and foremost, I'm a son in the house. Like, we've got many sons and daughters here this afternoon. Amen? We're sons and daughters in God's house. Amen. What a privilege. And this, this afternoon, what I want to speak about is the wisdom to build. The wisdom to build. And uh, the first um, piece of scripture, I don't know if you guys have the PowerPoint up there. Just put it in presenter. Can you just put a slide, put it in slideshow then? Doesn't want to. Oh. Okay, I don't know if you guys are going to read that. But, um, so, so if, firstly, I just want to start off with saying that um, in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3, it says, By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it, it, is, it is established. By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. Last week, um, as Henry was mentioning, uh, Hink gave a, a beautiful message about building the walls, building the walls in our lives. And, um, you know, restoring a God-centeredness and worship in our lives. And how we start uh, uh, with rebuilding, um, sometimes out of the rubble. And the enemy first wants to ridicule us when we start building. So the enemy comes to ridicule us and say, Ach, yeah, you know, what are you trying to do? Can you guys remember that? And, you know, it's like people saying, yeah, even if a fox walks on that wall, it's, it will fall down. You know, so like the enemy just comes and ridicules you. He says, what are you doing? Do you actually think you can, you can do this? And then when he sees you getting a bit serious, he gets angry. And then he starts attacking. And, and Henk encouraged us to say, we need to build, we need to fight, and we need to pray as well at the same time. And encourage us, even amidst our busy lives, how we need to be busy building, busy building um, with others around us that can help us and speak into our lives. So as a church, we believe that we are in a time of building and rebuilding. Would you guys agree? We're in a time of building and rebuilding. And it's not just the physical. We're all excited about our new building in Pinehurst. We can't wait to get in there. But it's not about the physical as much as it is about the spiritual. There's a call of God for us to build or to rebuild the city walls and restore a place of worship in our lives as individuals, as families, and together as a church. Now the Bible clearly tells us here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Let each one take care how he builds. So we understand that we need to build, but it's also important how we build. Okay? It, you can't just 
build, <laughs> you know, uh, think of a picture of a guy that says, yeah, you know, maybe let's, let's say me, because <laughs> I don't know much about building. I mean, so let's say I want to say I'm going I'm to build this wall and I just grab a uh, uh, you know, bag of cement there and start mixing some dugger, you know, and start putting the bricks on top and with no plan, I haven't dug a foundation and, you know, somebody that really knows building comes along and says, hey, Booty, you know, what, what, what mark he is? He makes a bit droog. So you can, you, can, you can get it that there's a way of building. There's a way that we need to build. And that's what I'm hoping to just focus on a little bit. And so in preparation, um, I, I was working on this great um, construction joke, but I'm still working on it. So, what, what are we building and why? And then I just want to spend a bit of time here on a couple of points. So, the first one is, we are, um, God has chosen us to build a house for His glory. Each of us individually have a role to play. And we were just saying that, you know, um, God has called us to build, a, so that beautiful um, scripture that Peter actually used in Ephesians chapter 4, where it says, you know, for the, to build up the body of Christ. And that's really what it's all about. It's building up the body of Christ, which includes every one of us. As a dwelling place of our God, we are the church. Amen? It's not about the physical building. It's about each and every one of us sitting here this afternoon. We are the body of Christ. It's building up a house for God's glory with the ultimate goal of Jesus being glorified. That is the ultimate goal, is Jesus be glorified. Now, um, I know there's, there's quite a few kids here this afternoon, so I want to ask all the kids just to stand up quickly. The grown-ups remain seated, all the kids. <clears throat> so are we, oh, yeah, a couple of teenagers, you can stand up as well. There we go. Shaw would be proud. <laughs> So, um, um, do you guys, can you guys remember, I'm sure you guys have done that, um, that song, Building Up a Temple. Do you know that song? Who's going to show me the moves? Anybody? Any takers? No, 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 no. How does it go? <clears throat> building up a temple, building up a temple, building up a temple of the Lord. Building up a temple, building up a temple, building up... Okay, wait, just, just hold a moment. Some of the kids, guys, you can do better than that, right? Come on, let's show the grown-ups how to sing. Amen? <laughs> building up a temple, building up a temple, building up a temple of the Lord. Building up a temple, building up a temple, building up a temple of the Lord. Boys, come and... How's it going? Boys, come and help us. Girls, come and help us. Building up a temple of the Lord. Amen. Let's give them a clap. Thank you, guys. So we are building a temple of the Lord, which includes each one of us, as the Bible refers to us as living stones. 
We are being built up as living stones into this temple for God's house. Part of this building is a place of, sorry, part of this building is um, inhabiting the place that God has called us to. There's an inhabiting, which means that we are taking ground for the kingdom. We are moving forward. We are taking ground and inhabiting the place that God has given us. And this refers to every single individual and every single family that the Lord will add unto us. Now, I want you guys to just take a moment and just think and dream a little bit of every single person that will, the Lord will yet add to us. Let's just take a moment and think. It's not just about us here this afternoon. There's individuals and families, young and old, that the Lord is still going to add unto us. The purpose is to be a witness unto God's wisdom to the world and to rulers and authorities in heavenly places. Now you can see there's a couple of scripture references there. You guys are welcome to write those down if you want to. I'm not going to go through each one of those. I would love to, but I'm not going to. (laughs) So you can write down those scripture references. So it's to be a witness of God's wisdom to the world out there and to principalities in heavenly places. Fourthly, it's to be prepared for his return and to be presented to him as his beautiful bride. This is what we're busy with. We've got an end goal is to be presented to Jesus as his beautiful bride. And then lastly, there is an inheritance for us who are being sanctified in God, where God will forever dwell with us, and we will share in his life and in his glory. There's an inheritance for us, guys, that awaits for us in God's glory. Ultimately, it's for God's glory, and the good news is that God builds with us. He says that he is our fellow builder. We are his fellow workers, excuse me. We are his fellow workers. So God is building and we partner with God. So where does it start? So firstly, it starts with a desire and a response to build. In 1 Chronicles 22 verse 19, it says, Now set your mind and heart to seek the Lord your God. Arise and build. So I want to encourage us this afternoon is we need to be those that set our hearts and our minds on God. Seeking His kingdom first and saying, I want to arise and build. I want to be a part of God's army building. There needs to be a desire in our hearts. Then coming to the part of seeking wisdom to build. Now remember I said, the, the Bible says that each one should take heed how he builds. Now if we are going to build correctly, we need wisdom, right? Um, it's quite amazing to see that in scripture how God, through wisdom, made creation. Now just one of those two scriptures there, it says Proverbs 3 verse 19, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. And by understanding, he established the heavens. And then Psalm 104, 24 says, O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom, 
have you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. It's by wisdom and understanding that God made creation. And it's this wisdom I'm talking about. Now, what is the purpose of an architect? Okay, so I'm sure there's some guys here that would be able to explain it much better than what I can. But just a quick thing I uh, wrote down here is that architects create designs for new construction projects, alterations, and redevelopments. They use specialist construction knowledge and high-level drawing skills to design buildings that are functional, safe, sustainable, and beautiful. Um, I'm going to not try and enthusiastic. I'm not going to try and pronounce it. <laughs> Tongue twister. So, so that's the purpose of an architect. So an architect has a plan. He draws down a plan and says, this is what I want to build. This is how it needs to be built in a safe way, the correct way. And he draws those plans. So he's got this plan in mind to say, this is what needs to be built. He's got that picture. <clears throat> so... Do you believe that God, as the great architect, has a specific design for our lives? Has a design for us individually and as a design for us as a church to say, this is what I want my church to look like. There's a design. There's a blueprint. He is the great architect. So I heard about these um, two dogs who had a construction company. And I guess you could say they were working on woofs. <laughs> Just before it gets too serious. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to get the dad jokes in here, guys. Sorry, it's just going to happen. <clears throat> So, now, our, our work and what we build will be tested by fire. 1 Corinthians 3 verse, uh, chapter 3 verse 1 says, Let each one take care how he builds. And if you go and look at that, that scripture further, <clears throat> excuse me, it says that each one's work will be tested by fire. And only the work that actually passes through the fire We'll receive a reward for that, a reward for that. So we need wisdom, godly wisdom, to build according to God's plan and His requirements. So the question, how would, if I had to ask, how have you been building? How have I been building? If the great architects, and we were just singing a bit earlier, that the great architect is here amongst us. And if he passes by and he comes and he says, What would he say? You know? What would he say for us as individuals? How have I been building? Is the question. Lord, come have a look. This is what I've been building. What do I need to change? Am I doing it right? Is it according to your plan? Is it according to your purposes? So what does godly wisdom look like? <clears throat> and as I was preparing uh, to, you know, a couple of scriptures that speak about wisdom, 
And it's so amazing if you actually go and just have a look in, in, in the Word of God and you start searching up wisdom, how many scriptures? Oh, there is, there's plenty. But then I came across this one. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 to 20, it says, Let no one deceive himself. If anyone you among, uh, among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool, that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. And, and so I'm like, what now? <laughs> because I'm trying to speak about wisdom. And here the, the scripture is clear that if we use our own wisdom, it's, it's futile. It's, it's like nothing before God. So how can I correctly try and encourage us this afternoon to seek the right kind of wisdom? The reality is that our wisdom and efforts are actually futile and in vain before God. If He's not the one who's building, and we don't build with His wisdom. So Paul speaks about uh, this wisdom that they imparted to the mature believers, which is not the wisdom of this age, but is the secret and hidden wisdom of God. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 6 to 7. Uh, you can, yeah, we'll get to those, those slides. You can um, go to the previous one first. Thanks. So Paul speaks about this wisdom, about this wisdom that is not of this age, but is the secret and hidden, hidden wisdom of God. So godly wisdom is the opposite of the world's wisdom. You know, so it's uh, godly wisdom, the world might have a look at godly wisdom and say, no, that's foolishness. But then from God's perspective, he'll look at worldly wisdom and say, that's foolishness to me. You see, godly wisdom is, in a lot of cases, opposite to what the world says. You need to lose to gain. You need to die to live. You need faith and not seeing. And, you know, I was trying to think of different examples of how, you know, to make it practical. And I'm sure if we go around the room, there's a couple of things we could say, you know, this is something the Lord taught me in His wisdom, and it's something that I've applied in my life. And I'm sure there's quite a few different examples that we could use here. Uh, but the one I just felt to share, and, and guys, it's not, um, it's not all about finances. Finances is only an aspect, right? But, but the Bible is clear that where our heart is, that's where our treasure is, right? So I want to make that clear. But something that we had to learn as a family is in the area of tithing. And we've walked a road with that. I mean, you know, I mean, years back, and we were at a place where we tithed faithfully, um, and it wasn't at, out of a right place or out of a right heart. It was because we just felt ob obliged. And it was in a very, like, um, can I say, law, law uh, legalistic, thank you, legalistic type way of just saying, if you, almost if you don't tithe, you're going to hell type of thing, you know? And so that's where, when we, as we tithed, and then we walked the road to say, you know, no, I, I, don't, I don't get this tithing thing, you know, and we try to justify it to say, yeah, but these are scriptures of, that you shouldn't tithe or you don't have to tithe and it's part of the law and all of that. But God was faithful 
in walking that journey and teaching us, and I believe that we carry the right heart now of tithing. And so we faithfully tithe, and it's been a faith journey for us. <laughs> it's really been a faith journey, but God has been faithful, and he has provided for us. So that's just one of the examples. You know, even us moving down to Cape Town almost six years back was a big thing for us. And I felt that the Lord say to us, uh, the, the February of the one year, February next year, you'll be there. And we had to walk that thing in faith, you know. And if I see what God has done in us as a family and where he's placed us in this family, you know, it's amazing. But it, it was a faith journey. So, and, and like I'm saying, there's, there's quite a few examples we could go around the room and say, this is what God showed me. This is the wisdom I received from him. And it could be in various areas of our lives. But we need his wisdom. This wisdom is a wisdom that is taught by the Spirit of God. There are spiritual truths. We see that in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13, where you know, it's actually the Holy Spirit that can come and share something with us and teach us something. Now, I want to say this. It's so important. You know, Jesus said that it's the wise man that hears what, what I say, but also does it. So it's not just a thing of hearing and saying, okay, Holy Spirit, speak to me. But when he speaks, I need to obey and I need to actually do it. It's in the application. Proverbs um, 8, and, and I'm not going to read, I would love to once again, but I'm not going to read through all of this. But just going to have a look at it in Proverbs 8. There's this beautiful, beautiful picture that it talks about wisdom. And it actually describes wisdom as, the, as a woman, in a woman, woman figure. And it's almost like this wisdom, and I imagine it like the Holy Spirit, you know, before the Lord. And it speaks about wisdom uh, that was there before creation. And that wisdom was like a master craftsman with the Lord when he created everything. And, you know, wisdom rejoicing before the Lord. And wisdom rejoicing in men that God has created. And it's just this amazing, amazing picture of wisdom that is described there. But what's so amazing is that wisdom actually says she calls out to us. She calls out to us. So wisdom is there for us, you know, by the Spirit of God. God's wisdom is available to us. The Bible also tells us what this wisdom looks like. So what are the certain character, characteristics of this wisdom? And in James chapter 3, verse 17, it says... But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. I just want to read that again. So James chapter 3 verse 17. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And it almost, thinks, or it almost lets me think about the fruits of the Holy Spirit, doesn't it? It's like, this is what this wisdom looks like. So if you want to say, you know, what does that wisdom look like in our lives or when it manifests in our lives? Here are certain character traits of what this wisdom actually looks like. Because, you know, the wisdom of this world puffs up. It's again the opposite. You know, it's like knowledge and saying, yeah, knowledge puffs up. So I know this and don't tell me anything. You know, 
But the wisdom that is from above is peaceable, is gentle. Isn't that beautiful? And finally, <clears throat> this wisdom points to Jesus. I don't know, is the PowerPoint, is it off there, guys? I don't know where we are now. Okay, so yeah, you can, thanks. Yeah, you can, so the, the wisdom, this wisdom is Jesus Christ. We see in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, what's that, 24. Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. Okay, so how can I receive godly wisdom? And I just want to go through um, a few points here. So firstly, we know a very well-known verse. <clears throat> it says that wisdom starts with the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 1 verse 7. So that's where it starts, guys. It starts with the fear of the Lord. A reverence of God saying, God, you are first in my life. You are the architect. You are the master. And I care about what you think how I'm, I'm building my life. I want to build my life in a way that is pleasing unto you. You're in charge. And that's what the fear of the Lord says in my life. To say, God, I regard you. You are there. You are boss. <laughs> You're at the top. <clears throat> right. Then next, it's the Holy Spirit uh, is called, in Isaiah uh, chapter 11, verse 2, the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. So we can receive godly wisdom from the Holy Spirit. We can receive godly wisdom from the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit teaches us the wisdom of God. Next, we can ask God. Uh, James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. So if we say, Lord, I don't know how to deal with this situation, or I don't know how to build this wall, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom for the task. I can ask the Lord. For Proverbs 2 verse 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. And then lastly, uh, we can learn from one another. As the Holy Spirit teaches us, we are there to help one another. In Colossians 3 verse 16, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. You see, we are there to help one another. We can teach, we can learn from one another. That's why we need people to speak into our lives. We need to walk this journey with people. We need to build with people. Kerbis, um, can you and the worship team guys, please, can I ask you to come up, please? Worship your name, Lord. Can we stand?
we worship you, Jesus. We just declare that you are the great architect. Lord, we declare that unless the Lord builds the house, the builder builds in vain. And Lord, we don't want to be those who build in vain. But we need your wisdom. We need your guidance. We need you to teach us. I need the mic. There we go. Um, We need your wisdom, Jesus. I want to encourage us this afternoon. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 18 says, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for the good work. They strengthened their hands for the good work. There's a good work set before us. Maybe this afternoon you're here and you've lost vision. You've become distracted with the cares of this life. You've lost focus of what it's actually all about. You've lost focus and you've lost heart of how can I contribute as an individual, as a family to God's house. I want to say set your mind and your heart to seek the Lord. Why don't you just do that this afternoon? We're going to sing a song. As we sing, just just say, Lord, help me. I want to set my heart and my mind upon my Lord. Maybe there's areas in your life where you realize you need to rebuild. It's a bit droog Maybe even trying to build in your own strength with your own wisdom and you're trying and you're trying but it just doesn't seem to be working. We need His wisdom for the task at hand and as we worship just bring that before the Lord. Say, Lord, forgive me. I need you. I need you, Lord. Lord,